Yeah. I don't know about you, Al. I don't know if it's just that the Lakers season is officially in the books. Yep. That we still got a really long way to go in baseball. That we're not even we're not even close to the All Star break. We got like eight weeks until the All Star break mm-hmm. comes around. Or that it's just in front of my face, literally right now, and Herm Edwards is on ESPN talking football. I'm kind of ready for the NFL. I'm I, I'm ready to go to Irvine. I'm ready to do a little Rams camp. I'm ready for the season to start. I don't know why. I think a lot of people feel this way. The worst time of the year in the NFL is when you start realizing, like, oh no, we're getting towards the end. Huh? Yeah. Because it goes by so quick, right? Like you get, week ten. Oh, you start. You're, you're like more like fourteen for me. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 think about that. What you just said. Just it's week twelve of the season. I'm like week twelve already. What the hell happened to the last? Like double digits is big. How is this? How is this here? And then you get to the playoffs. And playoffs. Playoffs just, go by in like ten minutes. But they're incredible. They're so good. It's it's uh, the equivalent of having just this unbelievable dinner and you're trying to you're trying to uh, appreciate every single bite but before you know it that plate is gone we're a week into february and i'm like that's it the anticipation is always the best part when you really think about it right like mm-hmm. when just when it's about to start and it's all laid out in front of you and you still can talk yourself into no 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 if things break right they can win 10 <laughs> games it absolutely can sure happen. there's yeah. a houston texans fan out there some now somewhere going no i'm telling you we got our quarterback situation figured out we're, we're gonna just be game back in the division we're, we're it's week two fine right it's a winnable division but no. yeah i'm looking forward to Sleeve scenario doesn't work because once you've seen them play, you're like, no, they suck. <laughs> Wait, here, here's I'm not even talking about your team. I'm just talking about NFL in general. Yeah, the NFL. I mean, there's a lot of games. It's one of the one of the few sports where your team is not on. You're still watching the game. Oh, nothing like it. Nothing like I'm it. I'm looking forward to meeting all the 100 new players in the Rams this uh, this season. But also, especially Stetson Bennett. You know, he came off the two time uh, national champion, but he was like talking with his hands a lot yesterday in his um, press conference. And he also talked about you know looking up to Matthew Stafford. It was like you know he was also a Georgia quarterback. So I'm ex- excited to see the little stuff coming out of OTA. I think Stetson Bennett played with Herschel Walker. I think he was. I think he was there. <laughs> for quite quite a while he goes back pre Matthew Stafford uh Stetson Bennett's going to be interesting because he, he's got a little Bobby Miller in him or vice versa that they're both pretty comfortable with what they're doing but yeah. the difference is is that Bennett's going to tell you about it that, that Miller is pretty chill but kind of radiated confidence Stetson Bennett's like no no I'm Stetson Bennett I'm here to do work which I like, by the way. It's you just now. You just got to go do the work. I was going to say <laughs> it, it, sometimes your mouth can run louder than your actual play. His play's been pretty good so uh, far, and I'm with you on that so far. But there's there's plenty of examples of guys that run their mouth too much. But. Encino is our first stop here, and Walrus. Walrus is becoming a regular sleeve. What's up, Walrus? So, gentlemen, it's the end of the Lakers season, but it is Mandy's season. Am I correct? You are. So I, if I could just offer a full-throated endorsement of your show, um, I, I think you all should sweep the Mandy's. I really believe that. I've listened to the station for over 10 years, far back with, when Michael was on with uh, – so rather, when Max was on with Michael before Marcellus. Um, and you guys are the most likable, down-to-earth, listener-engaging show the station has ever had, at least in the past decade. If people haven't voted yet, vote straight ticket for Travis and Sliwa. And if I could offer a little uh, your live imaging Wednesday material. Sure. Yeah. yeah. think about this. You all win show of the year. You go up on stage, all four of you, Travis, Slee, Emily Taylor, you all get to the mic and you go, I'm him! <laughs> <laughs> and that would be epic. 
epic. Thank you, Wallace. Um, Appreciate that. Oh, please. Thank you all. So, you know, something you were talking yesterday, Travis and Slee, about uh, D'Lo. I don't know if you caught his exit interview where he was talking about his uh, season being a quote-unquote complete success. And I was like, I was telling Emily on the phone, like, self-aware much? Like, were you at the game? Did you see you not scoring, like, scoring, like, whatever it was, six points? And he looked really sulky on the bench, too. Um, that's the guy who needs to get us at least 15 a night if he's going to be on this roster. So I agree with the idea that if we're going to sign him, it needs to be for the purposes of moving him. I could see that being a guy that LeBron says in his exit interview, you know what, we, um, we need to upgrade at that position. So I was telling you yesterday, like for me, LeBron's two things. Rob, you better get us started off immediately in October. And really, I think Anthony Davis, you all talk about him all the time, he needs to get consistent. His shooting needs to get consistent. Like that's, in my opinion, one of the big things that what cost us this series is shooting was just off. And obviously, he needs to stay healthy. So, uh, you thank know, you, for Travis and Sleeve for the mandate. Thank you. All. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Um, I'm gonna hit on his D'Lo thing real quick. I think that exit interview. Let me tell you what I would like to have heard as a fan. Okay, D'Angelo Russell does his exit interview. If in that interview, I would have heard, I expected a lot more for myself in the postseason. I think the team expected a lot more from me in the postseason. Um, as a team, for us to get to the Western Conference Finals, it was great, but I expected more from myself. I should have done more. I wanted to do more. Unfortunately, I picked the point of the season. At least I wasn't consistent enough in the playoffs. And I understand that there were times I didn't get a start to the last one. They had to play the best five. I'm not telling you every p- person's going to say this, but the self-awareness that he's talking about, I'm so with him on d I think sometimes when players could just be real with the media and they could say, I expected more from myself. The fans expected more from him. To say it was a complete success, who are you, who are you selling on that? Who's going to buy that? Who's, who was sitting there in that interview and saying to themselves, man, this guy's being authentic and real right here. Absolutely, I see where he's coming from. Yeah. Can I give you something on Anthony Davis? Sure. If there's one thing on AD that you like the player, you don't like the player, you think he's great, you don't think it's great, Anthony Davis, I feel like when he's got a mic in front of him, he's pretty honest. Yeah. And he's critical of himself. And I think that actually is is a, a great trait. When AD says, we might get frustrated when he says it, I got to be better, you and I might be looking at each other saying, we know you got to be better. Yeah. But at least he's not... He's not BSing. I, I wish D'Lo would have had more moments where he's saying, guys, I didn't live up. They traded for me for a reason. And when they traded for me for this reason, I was supposed to have real expectations I was supposed to come through on and be the third best player on this team. I didn't live up to those expectations. You want those players to be real in those situations. I don't think – I think there was a the, – the, the true, genuine response I was waiting for from D'Lo I didn't get. So, okay – I, I hear what you're saying, Al, and you're putting logic into a situation where it may not apply. What if D'Angelo Russell believes what he's saying? What if he is being honest? That in his mind it was a success, <laughs> right? That 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 you you can think it's not. Mm-hmm. I can think it's not, and I think we both do think it wasn't a success. But I think this is what makes him him, right? This is why I don't think you want him back. This is why I don't want him back because I don't think he was up there lying. I think he was up there telling you that he thought it was a success because he thinks it was a success. How? 
because he's delusional. Well, because, I'm just going to ask because because I, I think some people can. You're right. The confidence, the this, that. Yes. But but what's the case to say, hey, this because was a success? That no matter what he does, he thinks that's the right thing to do. Otherwise, he would have become a better defender. Otherwise, he would become a more consistent performer. He only somebody that is on a different team every five minutes walks into that press conference and says, yeah, I think it was a success other than the ball didn't go down enough times, unless you actually believe it, because you're right. It's, it's just not right. It's just, it's deeply, deeply inaccurate, but that doesn't mean he doesn't believe it. Hmm. You know what I mean? And some of those, that's guys, even more frustrating. It, well, and, yeah. and yes, more so than frustrating. It's completely illogical and impossible to change a person's mind who believes if somebody believes not they're not gaslighting, they're not trying to get you to 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 go. Yep, yep. They genuinely believe something that's not true. You there's nothing you can do with that. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> that if they believe if somebody believes 1 plus 1 is 3, what what's your argument? That it's not? Yeah, but I, I, I think it is. And, and that could be what this is, that I thought it was a great success, and this is why he's such a really polarizing player, I yep. think, because I think he thinks it was a success. I don't think it was. Mm-hmm. You don't think it was. But in his mind, he wasn't up there trying to convince people. He believes it. Mm-hmm. And that's really, really frustrating. Well, here's the good thing. You could say whatever you want, doesn't really matter, right? Like I, I don't think anybody's. No, no. I don't. I was just gonna say that. Like if if somebody comes on, um, if Austin Reeves is doing his presser and Austin Reeves is talking about how I could have done more, I should have done more. There's a little bit like Reeves. I don't know if you could have done more, but maybe he believes in his mind. No, there is more that I could have done. I, I there were certain areas and predicaments and experience that maybe I didn't have in my first playoff run. Um, but to do it the other way, you know, the under promise over deliver. Yep. That's not everybody's personality. It doesn't have to be. Yeah. He could be delusional in his own head, but the reality is the reality. Yeah. The reality is he was disappointing in the playoffs. So after one of the seasons that he won the MVP, I believe it was his first MVP award, I had a chance to sit down with Mike Trout and do an interview, just the two of us, and and got to sit with him. And I asked him, you know, what, what what's the encore, man? Like, how do, how do you come back and do – what you just did and, and run it back. And he goes, well, I just got to get a lot better. And I'm like, dude, what? Like to your point, Austin Reeves, like what, what are you going to do better than what you just did? You hit 40 homers. I've got, but he just, he was the best player in baseball by a factor of five. And I, I said to him, what can you get better at? And Al, he ripped off 30 things off the top. Well, I could do this better. I could do this better. Two strike approach. Blah, 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 blah. And that's the deal. Like, he's not looking at himself like, I'm the best player in the league by a mile and everybody's got to come get me. He's thinking, I can get even better. Well, if that's true, then the opposite is true. A guy who doesn't do a whole bunch of things well could be like, no, man, I, I that was great. They're, they're, it's the exact same thing. It's just on sure. opposite ends of the, the spectrum. Mike Trout can't actually get a lot better. Because if he would get better, that doesn't exist. He already is one of the greatest players we've ever seen. There's no a lot better than that. Shohei Otto, I could be a lot better. No, you couldn't. What else are you going to do? There's You're already at the top. D'Lo believes Now, now I wish said. D'Lo would have said, guys, there's nothing left for me to accomplish. <laughs> what else do you want me to do? I, I've done I it mean, all. Would you fall off your stool if that's what you heard? I'd be like, oh, that's asinine, but I wouldn't be. I, I believe him when he says it. It'll be interesting to see what they do with him because there is there's value. 
it, it, yeah. in the contract there's value in the uh versatility having a player and not having the sure. player and then there could just be one of those no we can't do this anymore mm-hmm. this just now well thank you we're gonna move on from that it i, I think lebron's coming back ad is gonna be here Austin Reeves is going to be here. Hachimura is going to be here. Maybe that that you just maybe Rui. I, I don't think that's a lock. I, I, I don't think it's a lock, but I think it's very very likely that mm-hmm. he's back. The biggest I don't know what the heck's going to happen is Russell. Mm-hmm. I think I, I really do think it's a coin flip. And do you just want the versatility, the flexibility, or do you want to have him be a part of what you're doing? Because hey, it was great. Okay, you can, can have you get a little part of it for now. Yeah. Right. Like it doesn't. You could bring somebody back and uh, and not necessarily have him be a part of the big picture. Did you see that tweet yesterday? So one of Rob Palenka's quotes was, "Our intentions are to keep our core of young guys together." Yeah. It's got a photo. There's Reeves, Hachimura, Jared Vanderbilt, D'Angelo Russell, and then Kuz responds, "Heard that before." Does Kuz think he's James Worthy or something? Like, did I miss something where he was this unbelievable player and feels like he was done wrong? No, no, no. And he put laughing emojis. I think Kuz actually has a good relationship okay. with the Lakers. Okay. I, I don't I don't think there's anything there. Good. But just that actually goes along with Kuz because Kuz was one of the young players. He was the only guy they really kept. He was really the only guy that they kept, right? But I love his, I've heard that before, yeah. as if... Yeah, it's funny. I, I'm glad you said it, like because I read it like, oh yeah, I heard that before. I'm no, like, no, Dude. no. He's he was actually laughing on <laughs> okay. the tweet. Yeah, okay, that that's slightly better. Here's a word we haven't talked about yet: the timeline of all this. Like, what 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 is the order of operations moving forward? Because I don't think you can do anything until you get an answer to one particular question. That's next. Travis Lee, seven ten, ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Little Tina Turner right there. Sad news. Uh, Tina Turner passed earlier today, 83 years old. Um, An incredible, long, distinguished career. Wildly famous. and Iconic. Iconic. An electric performer. Uh, Tina Turner passed earlier today, 83 years old, Al. That's sad. Yeah. Look, she... 
goes back to like the 60s. She was a huge star in the 80s that she was still doing her thing for that long a time in that particular field. That's that's pretty remarkable. 83. Yeah, I, I you know, sometimes you kind of look at that's the first thing that I look at when we hear somebody passes and I always I was kind of like tell myself I'm like, "All right, it, 80s, you know, you get to your 80s, at least you get the full life. I'm thinking about her accomplishments, the full life. It's a beautiful thing as well at the same time. 83 is a good number. Yeah. Like, I mean, you'd like to go to 103, obviously, but 83, you don't feel like you got, and especially somebody like Tina Turner, that's a full life. Yeah. A full life indeed. R.I.P. Tina Turner. Um, you know, we haven't really gotten into, which mm-hmm. I think is the number one thing that the Lakers need to decide among among the people who make these decisions, right? So Rob Palenka and his team. Yep. Are we trying to have dual timelines through what we got coming next? Are we trying to have the timeline A is LeBron James and maximizing the time that we have left with LeBron James? And that's it. Right. That what 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 is the best thing we can do for LeBron in the 2023-2024 season? And every decision we make is predicated on maximizing that and maybe that second year of the player option. Or are we going to try to do the best we can with that? And at the same time, we have to start thinking about life after LeBron James for all of the obvious reasons. Number one, year 21. For the first time ever, he cracked the door open about him maybe wanting to never heard play it before. anymore never heard right? that it's it's mm-hmm. brand new do they have one timeline or two because you need to figure that question out first before you actually start making personnel decisions so i i, I think there's two timelines i think the timeline of we talked about a little bit earlier today i think this upcoming season could very very well be the last time LeBron James plays with the Los Angeles Lakers. I wouldn't be surprised at all that by the time he gets his player option for the 2024-2025 season, that maybe he is somewhere else. Maybe he is following Bronny. Um, Maybe there's a scenario out there where, guys, I gave it 21 years of competitive basketball. I want my 22nd season to be with my son, and maybe that's the finale. Maybe for him it's, all right, I'm make my 50-whatever, and then I'm done. I'm going to call it a day. Um, but I do think that the timelines that you're talking about, this next season for me, it makes a whole lot of sense if it's its final season with the Los Angeles Lakers, just based upon what he's already told us. Based so up- can, I, can I interrupt you right there? Because mm-hmm. let's say you're right, okay, that he's got one more and then all bets are off. Yep. Do you make decisions? Mm-hmm this offseason that would be good decisions for next year but ultimately not good decisions for beyond that time. Let me, let me that, give you, that's the tricky part. Let me give you an example. I'm going to use Kyrie Irving as an example. That's exactly the example. Okay. So Kyrie, let's say LeBron James, I want, to play, I want to play with Kyrie Irving. And Kyrie says, cool, I want to be in L.A. with the Lakers. Now the question is, well, what's life – with Kyrie Irving past LeBron James, do you want to sign up for that business? Mm-hmm. I don't. What if it's your only option? That, that's kind of what I'm getting at. That the option is LeBron says, you guys have to do this yeah. or or I'm, you're going to lose me. I, I, and I, Kyrie says, the only way I do it is if I get my four years. I don't think you give Kyrie, I don't think there's a scenario out there you give Kyrie Irving four years. Now, I'm not telling you that I'm opposed to seeing Kyrie and LeBron James play together. What I'm saying is. Keep the two timelines and. That, that's kind of what this whole it's thing hard. has always been. You know, the uh, the Lakers not giving up the 2027 and the 2029 in one of those picks. That was Rob Palenka saying, 
Guys, I'm trying to Two put together. Lines. I'm trying to put together a competitive roster. I understand we screwed up on Russell Westbrook, and we really hurt ourselves as far as an opportunity to go in, in another championship run. I'm not giving up both of those picks for uh, Buddy Heald and Miles Turner. Mm-hmm. Just use those guys as an example, or mm-hmm. whatever whatever pick was out. That was juggling two timelines. I think this upcoming season, um, you're still in the all-in mentality. You still kind of take chances. You take risks. But to sign a player for a long-term deal that you know when Braun is gone, you kind of got to start over. Yeah. Maybe you got to start over. I don't know the answer. Well, maybe, it, maybe they're using Braun's money to go get another superstar could, could and he's be. playing with Anthony Davis. Could, could be, but th- there's the Anthony Davis component to it as well, which is do you extend him? Right, that, that he's coming up for an opportunity to get extended as well. And is he the centerpiece of your post-LeBron life? Or do you just say, look, we're not doing it because everything we're doing is about LeBron James in the short term. What you just described, I think, is the smartest way to do it. It's also arguably the hardest way to do it, to, to live in both worlds. We talk about it with the Dodgers. The Dodgers are doing something right before your eyes that is virtually impossible to do. They're competing for a World Series – and at the same time, they're completely reconfiguring the way that they do it. Yep. That you've got James Outman and Vargas and Miller and Stone and yep. Grove and all of these guys that are the next big Coming wave. Coming up through their system. Their guys. Mm-hmm. And they're going to go get a Shohei or at least attempt to go get a Shohei. And here, their Kershaw is you know aging out. And Trey Turner is gone. And Bellinger is gone. And you're going to see a point where it's just a completely different team. They had two timelines. Here come the kids. The young timeline right now at the same time. Yeah, Mookie Betts. We'll just keep him at the top. Up, oh, Freddie Freeman. We'll keep. It's impossible to do. The Dodgers are doing it. That the Lakers are going to try to thread that needle. To, it's really, really hard because what LeBron needs is in his best interest, and what you need long-term may not be the same thing. If you can find a way to make – Kyrie says, I'll do two years, sure. Yeah. Then, then that's a no-brainer. Yeah. And it's as much as I don't want Kyrie on the Lakers, I would probably at least get – You get the talent you're looking for, and you're you got, at least – you're. This you is kind of like shot. the one you shot. you got to give it a shot. you got to give it a shot. you got to give it a shot, sure. But if there's this, no, I, I want the bag – and LeBron's like, I want him here. Now you're which timeline are we, which timeline is more important? And I think the LeBron timeline is going to win, I, and it probably should. It probably should that he's still that guy. But I think this is what we're getting at. I think that was the announcement, or the the it wasn't an announcement. I know what you're saying. The, the the comment that he made was, "Hey guys, I still need what I need." Yep. I, I still need what mm-hmm. I need. And even though we had a good year, even though we got further than anybody thought that we would, um, we're not good enough to beat that well, team. And and I need help, and you need to go get it, or else I have options, and I'll use them. He's also making a statement on what his numbers are still given. You you guys were having an argument yesterday, you and John. It's tell me the game Braun didn't have. Yeah. No, Braun had bad games. Let's, let's not pretend that he didn't. But Braun is still one of the best players in the league. Yep. Let's not pretend that he isn't that. At the same time, I think for Braun, part of the statement he made a couple days ago, the man had 40, 10, and 9 and played 48 minutes. And you know what he was doing in that you could just tell? First half he had 30, right? 31, whatever he had. You could tell there's a point where he's looking around saying, anybody else want to help? AD, you're gonna, you're showing up in this one? I, I, D'Lo, are you coming up? We can't even bring you. Right. D'Lo, we can't even bring you off the bench. No, and and, and you're right on all this, but I want to stop you at the at the AD part because I think it's like 
dude, I gotta have it right now. I, I, I just scored 30 points and a half. I was just gonna say, look what I just did. I ju- look, look at what my I body. Just did. Give me 10 minutes where I don't have to do this. Give me 10 minutes where ideally I can go to the bench and recharge, mm-hmm. but in, in less than ideally, at least can I just bring the ball up and throw it to you and you go to work? Can we just do that for a few minutes? And I think that's just as big of a part as Kyrie, as any of the other moving pieces that this. Not that they don't like each other, not that they don't respect each other, not that they don't fit really well together, but just this, this guy isn't what I need right now. And I need it more than I needed it three years ago when we won because I was three years younger. I was in year 17, not year 21. Plus, I was playing with all vets. I had other guys I, that were also the, contributing. And and I'm he was out of gas. in the sec- Of course mm-hmm. he was. He played every second of the entire game, but that they couldn't take him off the court. It's a catch-20. You play him. He's going to run out of gas. You don't play him, you're going to get housed anyway. There's no good option here. But I think that is as much of what his comments were about than anything else of just, guys, I need I can only help. do so much. I can only do so much. I can only do so much. And frankly, AD continues to show he's only going to also be able to do so much. So that's where we go back to, if you got somebody taking $30, $31 million of your salary cap and you can't even play him. Yeah. In a game four playoff game where you're giving him 15 minutes or whatever the case is, then that shows just the disparity of where it is. All right, so speaking of timelines, do the Dodgers have a third one? And could they jump on that sooner than later? That's coming up next. It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN. Long of a swing. Here's the deal, Slee. I don't know how familiar you are with the regularities of batters in the major leagues, but every single time somebody gets in, watch this, the first batter who gets in the box. They're mashing that line with their Mm -hmm. back foot in the Mm -hmm. back of the batter's box, getting rid of it. To the point that by the time you get into the third, fourth, fifth, these guys are a foot behind the actual batter's box. Travis, I don't know how you feel about this. I would paint that line. To me, the back line of the batter's box would be a painted line as opposed to the rest being chalk. You see this in college games because the the lines are all turf and they're not moving anyway. That, to me, would be a safety proponent that I think Major League Baseball should look at from a competition standpoint. Mm. You can't have guys getting concussed behind the dish just doing their job. Well, Will Smith got concussed earlier this season by taking a bunch of foul balls off of his face, right? which is dangerous enough. The last thing you need is getting bonked on the head. Every time, by the way, watching him, you're thinking about that. Yesterday, he had a couple foul balls went off his mouth. Certainly. I mean, it's not Apple to apples but it, you think it's kind of two a e right where it's like once you get a couple you're kind of waiting for the the yeah. next shoe to yeah. drop um last night in the braves dodger game because both miller and strider both throw gas the <laughs> way that they do they're trying to get as far back as yeah. the umpire yep. will let them mm-hmm. I, I don't know maybe you have to paint it maybe you don't all, all it would take it's it's the pitch clock all over again just start enforcing enforce something yeah just, yeah just say guys no no you're out of the box back in I, where's the line you know where it you is you know, where, know where, it where it is right you're out of the box move up or we're the we're paint eliminates a problem though that's yeah, all, that's it, that's it all does. i'm saying you but know it's about enforcement yeah I agree. It, it, and and it's about also a guy like ozuna who's got that long ass swing let's let's fix that that i get it that we all everybody swings their own way but you can it's not that he's just hitting Will Smith. He no. hits people. He's been mm-hmm. rocking guys for three years in the big leagues. But yeah, you know. it's a. It, By the way, that's the series has been fun. I know you guys are watching Blue Review every day, all day, so you know how into it me and Greg have been. But. Monday through Friday yeah. <laughs> on YouTube, <laughs> yes. Blue Review, Berg and Yates. Um, what have you? What? What? Just kind of your takeaways. Trav has been mentioning this that May was going to be such a challenge for the Los Angeles Dodgers, and here they are. Not surviving. Fifteen and thriving. thriving. Fifteen and there was the thriving. There was the macro scheduling issue. There was the micro pitching staff issue, which I thought could easily become a macro issue. And then they get a decent start. 
out of one rookie, and I would say a great start yeah. out of a guy in his big league debut. You go five innings and get an actual win against the best team in the um, league on the road. And how'd you look doing it? You look comfortable. Did you see the Dodgers? They had a video of him doing his walk-in, which is a thing they do on social media now. My man's got a little swag. I was like, oh. Yeah. Oh, this guy so, is a guy, as so, we like to say in the baseball this world. Is, this is what I got vibes of yesterday. It's not verbal. It's energy. Yep. It's, it's demeanor. crackle. It's demeanor. He reminded me, and I'm not talking stuff. I'm not talking mechanic. I'm just talking, I'm here to mess you up. Yeah. You know it. I know it. And it's about to happen. <laughs> it was Walker Bueller-ish. Okay. It was, it was one of these. When Walker Bueller showed up, he weighed 68 pounds, and he comes in. It's the like, first time I saw him pitch. I'm like, okay, that's a kid that's going to be great. He sure. saw him pitch a couple more times. like, no, 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 no. He's good now. Right. Mm-hmm. Like they, and he wasn't surprised. Bobby Miller, I think, has that perfect mix of he's chill, but he's not a flatliner. He, no. He's, he's engaged, and he's competing, and you can feel the energy coming off of him. And I'm not making this comparison because this is one of the greats of all time. There's a little of Pedro Martinez, like I'm here to mess you up. I'm you're, I'm not just here to get you out. I'm here to kind of take a little piece of you with me. And pitcher swag is something that I feel like is a highly underrated skill when it comes to the ability to dominate and to be the ability to get past hitters in terms of you know keeping them guessing. I will say this, Trav, and you know this a little bit more than I do. I hope he doesn't fall in love with three digit pitches because yeah. these guys can catch up to it. I hope he learns a little bit better how to mix it up because everybody in the base can catch up to 100 miles an hour. Maybe not a 105, but you're not getting there yet, and I think he needs to learn a little bit more Can I make a case for, for that? And, and, and you're right. But he's not reaching for 100. No. He sits at 100. Yeah. And, and I think that's the difference. It's true. That, that Otani, who's – can't wait for him to put on a Dodger uniform. It's going to happen. <laughs> I'm going to speak it into existence. Otani reaches for 100 occasionally. I would go so right? far to say Dustin May reaches Dustin for 100. Dustin May reaches for 100. Miller kind of sits there. And, yeah. and what I mean is his average fastball, and this was in the minor leagues this year, his average fastball is 99.4 miles an hour. Oof. So he's just kind of living there. Right. Like Julio and Kershaw kind of live 92, 93. You know, Gonsolin's kind of in that area. May's a little higher. Nobody sits at 100. No. And no. he does. By the so way. I, that that's why I'm okay that's with fair. that. That's fair. By the way, you know, what's, you know what's going on in our lives right now, right? What's happening? Oh, it's conference tourney college baseball oh, season yeah. sleep. I'm waking up at 8 a.m. We got UVA is playing we're right tri- now. Tri- I'm, tri- I'm triple barreling conference tournaments on my screens at home. Next year you're going to need a quad box. <laughs> you know why? Why is that? <laughs> Big West tournament coming Ayo. to a ballpark near you really? next year. Yeah. But yeah, UVA is up over Georgia Tech by one. Also might have, nope, uh, endings over. So 1-0 UVA. I mean, this, is, this is where it gets fun because school's out. All the teams are in the same place. Yep. Neutral site. Sure, important games, maybe not the most, though, if you've kind of checked out and you're just kind of there. So the kids are having a lot of fun on the sidelines. I love conference tournament college baseball. It's your time of the year. So we were talking, Al and I were talking about the Laker and kind of the dual timeline, right? Like there's the LeBron timeline and there's your organizational timeline and where it all lands. The Dodgers are doing the thing that I think is the most important, not the most important, the most challenging thing, dual timelines, and you're nailing them both. The (laughs) the Dodgers are competing for a World Series, and they're completely rebuilding their team in front of your face. Yeah, It, 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 It never happens like that. Do they throw in a third timeline, which is basically, let's go grab somebody right now. Let, let's go get somebody because it's not the deadline. You probably could get something that you want without a ton of competition from some other teams, and they need another arm. Let's let me ask you. Okay, you want you want an arm? Who are you? What are you doing with your staff? What are you saying there? Who goes? What I'm saying is who is goes? D- Dustin May. I'm, I'm not counting on him going forward. I, I hate saying, but I 
I cannot think that I'm going to get real. So you're putting him. you're putting May on the proverbial shelf, and the pickup you want is to replace May. May yes, Kershaw's going to miss time because he does. That's, okay, and that's fine, but, and I'm okay with that. Julio is down. Right, so you're the two guys that you can kind of have in the rotation right now that you say, okay, these are my two of my five, are Syndergaard and Gonsolin. Gonsolin, right? That's not. Those, can I can I ask a question? Why? What would stop the Dodgers from? I don't want to use the word going all in right now, but what stops the Dodgers right now from saying, guys, we're we got the best record in the NL, we got all these youngsters that we're playing with. Shohei Otani is not going to be available at the trade deadline. There's mm-hmm. a strong likelihood that Angel's you're not well. that you're yeah. not competing for Shohei Otani. What stops the Dodgers from saying we didn't go make some moves in the offseason? They had said, you know, I, I know before the season, let's just get the season started. Let's see what the holes. Why would you not fill those holes if you have some? What would be the what would be the reason to stop the Dodgers from doing well, that? Well, number one, they're not the Lakers. So the mindset is a little bit different. And I'm not saying that facetiously. What I'm saying is that there's a talent pool issue. You can't just grab anybody because you don't know how they're going to fit in. And because the margins are kind of slim in terms of your ability to compete, you can't take risks on people you don't otherwise know and have scouted yourself the same way. They can probably feel better relying on their minor league system in many ways than they do going out and grabbing somebody who may or may not have been a tweener from somebody else that they were willing to give up. If they're that good, they're playing on somebody's team already probably pretty well. If they're not, you're taking a risk on somebody and potentially upsetting the apple cart of what you've already tried to put together. Injuries are unfortunate. It's not like dudes are just bums. They're that. They're not in the place they want to be, and so you don't want to screw up your whole system, although I do think it is time to get somebody, but you can't just start replacing people willy-nilly. No, and I'm not saying you go out and make a deal for Corbin Burns necessarily. I'm saying you find Find a guy that can take the ball every fifth day and give right. you five a work innings. A workhorse a, kind of an player. An innings eater guy that doesn't cost you one of your top prospects. That's somebody that you can just put in there. And there's one other reason that they won't do what you just described. They don't need to. Yeah. They, they're, they're in first place. They have the best record in the National League. Why would I spend money that I don't need to just to kind of – Well, that was with two of your starters that were there yeah. and healthy, and now right. two of those starters may not be there and, and healthy. And that's why I think you do kind of a, for lack of a better word, a, a half measure. Mm-hmm. Find a guy that can that's the third guy on the Reds or the Rockets. I'm just making stuff. No, up. I get it. That, yeah. that guy that he's a, a major league quality. He's not super expensive. He's and by expensive I mean you don't have to give up your top prospects. These are where teams like the, the Washington Nationals of the world come into play. You yes. know what I'm saying? Guys yes. that you know are, are sort of around but not necessarily terrible. And you're right. That's what I mean by you don't just mix up the apple card. If you're already pretty good, you don't just bring guys in for no reason. You saw how that went wrong with a certain person whose initials names are T and B. You know what I'm saying? Like You don't want that kind of a scenario but, just but, in terms of like, oh, great. This is I, not what we wanted at all. I think what they've accomplished already, so impressive. But you got some very important arms that you're not sure if you could depend on going forward. So... As much as they've kind of grown a gap, if you have just a, a two three weeks of bad baseball or okay baseball, teams are going to catch up. Yes, I'm yeah. just I, I think before part of the conversation was they're not going to do anything because they don't want to screw up this Otani thing. The Otani conversation, I don't think is in the. There's nothing they're going to do they're that's going to hurt the sweepstakes of Otani. Yeah, I agree. I don't. I don't think which that is you're, the best case scenario yes. that I don't for think them. you're playing chess with Otani. I think you're playing throw the money at the table with Otani. But, I, the, but before there was a little bit of save everybody that you have because you might have to go make a deal for Otani. Sure. I don't think Otani is going to go anywhere before before the trade I, deadline. I'm not, 
I, I think it's so likely that they get him anyway that Perhaps. they're, they're just going to wait. I'm leaning right. towards Seattle. I still that, that Seattle's in the mix. San yeah. Francisco's in the mix. The Padres and Mets and Yankees. You all I don't know. To- the Mets seem Mets seem unlikely. Anybody with half a brain doesn't go to the Mets unless they're literally paying I, I, five times as much I, as anybody else. But they might do that. <laughs> that, that, that that's that's my point. That that's if, in play. If, yeah. if the rate is 55, right. said, we'll pay 70. <laughs> Okay, I got. I got to listen. Got at least to, yeah. I got to listen real quick because I think Al, you tell me this. I think you think I'm trolling you when I say this. I still think the Potters are going to factor into this in a huge way at some point yeah, this season. They're a good team. Do, do you? Because I think you, you're like I don't know what this is. They're they're playing like crap, and they are. But they have no. Let me let me talent wins out, and they're loaded with. But let me, let me give. You want talent, but you also want guys that. There's some to the Dodgers this year that I think is, they got grit. They got a, they could go down four nothing a couple nights ago and the game's not over. Right. Um, they got guys that fight. There, that spark is not there for the Padres. But there's a lot maybe of different it comes, ways. To- maybe it doesn't. That spark is nothing has given me an indication that this is a team that that's going to fight. A lot of different ways to win baseball games. I don't think that the Padres are going to end up being the gritty team. They're going to be the team that puts it together and they're just better. If they have not put it together yet, that's one thing. Do you think they're going to? I gotta see. I got, it's a fifty games. Let me see sixty-five games. Maybe even that's two weeks from now. That's two. I know. I know. That's what I'm saying. Let me see. Let me give me another. Give me another stretch. But I mean, the Dodgers. The other reason too is you don't need to go out and get anybody because hello, you got rookies beating Atlanta. That's the reason why you got a minor league system worth it. Yeah, they don't need to. Right. Is the best explanation for that. Exactly. They're it's a compete at the highest level. And by the way, we're totally tearing this thing down and building it back up in front of your face. Yeah, it's working out. It's really hard. Unlike to do. some Ridiculous. teams, right, Slee? Yeah. Lakers, hey, nope. yeah. and you get three hundred million, and you get three hundred million, and wait, what's our record? <laughs> That's kind of where they are. I, I'm going to keep saying it. I'm going to give them even longer than Yates. I'm going to give them to the break. Okay, they're they're they're, they're going to be all right. All right. I don't know if they'll be close enough to run them down, but they don't even need to. They, they don't need to run them down. Well, yeah, and the NL Central is nonsense, so it's not like they're not going to make the playoffs. You know, well, what I mean? that's the key. Right, just make the playoffs. <laughs> Getting the playoffs, you're fine. Yeah. Did it last year. The dump coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. Start with this. The Celtics were able to do something that the Lakers were not. They fought off uh, elimination. They yeah. beat the Heat last night. Um, looked pretty good doing it, too. They, they, they played hard. They played well. Uh, they sent the series back to Boston. They get game five on their home court where – They've had you know limited success so far. They lost two to Philly. They've lost two to Miami. That's right. Um, Atlanta. Remember Atlanta. the closing game? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So Butler isn't worried. But Jimmy Butler is definitely not worried. Nor should he be. But this right. This sounds so stupid and so obvious. Last night was the one that at least starts it off because now they look. Can we win at home? Of course we can. Now all we got to do is win one more time. Yeah. In in Miami. Any chance at all that the Celtics do something that's never been done before and come back from an 0-3 hole? So when we have the we were doing this with the Lakers, right? All right, just uh, send it back to Denver. And you know what? You had close games against Denver, and then after that, you just try to send it back to L.A. And it sounds so easy. Like, it sounds so simple. Um, I do not think. Boston was incredible from the three-point line yesterday. Uh, All they have to do is just have one night where their guys are not hitting. They're still down three games to one. Miami does have a certain pedigree. I think the fact that Eric Spolstra has kind of ran circles around uh, from a coaching perspective, (laughs) I don't think all that stuff just went away. I think Boston played a good game. You got to still do it three more times. So That's it, right? This idea of can they – well, sure, I guess anybody can – 
there's a reason you're down 3-0 in the first place. Mm-hmm. And it's not because the other guy got super lucky three times in a row. It's because they're pretty good and they're playing better than you. And to have it just switch all of a sudden is incredibly unlikely. I, I do think that the Celtics are in a much different spot than the Lakers, though, that because the Celtics were supposed to win the series. Miami is the eighth seed. The Celtics were the number two. That the Celtics were the team that has these two mega stars in Brown and Tatum yeah. that are supposed to play like this. The the Heat are not going to panic. That even if the Heat lose tomorrow night in Boston and now it's three two, you think Eric Spolster is panicking about what's going on pat riley's panicking about what's going on and they're going to set the tone their very best guy jimmy butler he didn't give a damn mm-hmm. he, he's going to be just fine he was like we're going to drink some wine have some beers laugh It'll and be, be ready for on thursday no I, I i would love to see somebody do it i don't want the celtics to do it but this just feels like the gentleman's sweep rather than the beginning of the real thing if you told me that miami won game five in boston i honestly would not be surprised no i would not no, just, I, lost I, I, five home games in the playoffs. And so I just far. I go back to this that give Boston all the credit in the world. They won that game yesterday. They make it a little bit more interesting. We got another game before the final start in seven weeks. Um but with all that being said, I still think Miami will get it done. Here's the Chuckster on the Nuggets saying they don't get nearly enough respect. I was so mad this morning I had to turn the TV off. Because the Denver Nuggets, who have been the best basketball team in the world all season, sweep. Get to the finals for the first time. And listen, we all love LeBron. He didn't say he was retiring yet. When he does that, we'll do all that other, that stuff. <laughs> but it should have been all about the Denver Nuggets and Joker, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter, and those guys. You buy that? Yeah, buy it. My problem is he is arguably the biggest NBA voice. <laughs> and he just spent one minute talk, complaining that they're not covering the Nuggets. Just cover the Nuggets then. Everybody listens to that show. Everybody listens to Charles Barkley. If he'd have just come out and just used all his energy on covering the Nuggets, instead, he did what Michael Malone was doing a couple games ago and took the attention almost away from the well, Nuggets. Well, it's funny. You've said this before, and I think it's so true, that the Lakers are such a – I don't even know what the word they're, – they're, they're a brand that's bigger than the league itself, right? That, that The Laker brand oh, yeah. is – Bigger than the NBA brand. Global, global right? brand, just, yep. So, of course, even us, duh, but the everyone else is going to talk about the Lakers and then throw on top of the fact that LeBron James is on the Lakers <laughs> sure. and then throw on top of the fact that LeBron James just dropped a breadcrumb that I might not want to play anymore. Probably not going to talk about Michael Porter Jr., <laughs> it's, it's probably not coming Bruce out. Brown's contributions <laughs> yeah, off the bench. I mean, That's probably going to take yeah, a second. Lakers. And oh, by the way, the finals don't start for a week from tomorrow I think or whatever. November first is. is when, when they <laughs> well, tip it June. Off. Yeah, yeah, it's a long uh, way. Away. Did you ever hear David Stern's answer to what his dream finals would be? Lakers against the Lakers. Lakers That's versus Lakers. That that, That's all you need to know. But yeah. is that is that amazing that Barkley was so upset that nobody's talking about the Nuggets that he spent a minute talking nothing about the Nuggets, mixing in the Lakers. I'm like, Barkley, you are the biggest name when it comes to the microphone in sports. You talk about them. The TNT crew, the Mason and Ireland show, the Travis and Sliwa show, ESPN, Fox, take your pick. These are ratings-based operations. The Lakers rate. Play the LeBron hits. rates, right? Michael Porter Jr. and Aaron Gordon less so it's like the cowboys okay sorry we right? don't care about the jaguars doing so well when the dallas cowboys <laughs> I did when they beat the chargers oh, it was amazing <laughs> amazing night i, think was I don't know if this is still the case but this will tell you all you need to know to 
kind of piggyback on your point. For years, we pay, just a little inside baseball here, but we pay the Lakers a rights fee to carry their games. Rights fees are very big in sports. The Clippers paid to be on the air. Yep. Yeah. In other words, they didn't receive any money. Mm-hmm. They had to pay to get their games on there. That's the difference. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know, the Nuggets probably get a fee, but it's not the Lakers. I don't think fee. so. No, they I don't have think to they pay. Do. Yeah, I think it's, the- it's, it's what's known as a revenue share. Like oh, if they okay. make money, they get a part of it, but portion of it. Yeah. Yeah. Happy birthday to Slee. I know he's one of your favorites. John C. Riley turns fifty-eight years old today. Your favorite John C. Riley movie. Uh, Step Brothers. Step Brothers. Yeah, Step Brothers is my. Uh, that's just kind of like the go to Nights. Ball. Boogie Nights for me. Boogie Nights. Yeah. Reed Rothschild. Oh yeah. We were talking about yesterday. <laughs> One of the great movies of all time. Not Chicago. You said it nominated for Oscar, right? Or I thought he was. I, I need to double check that. I, I might. I think he's going to win an Emmy for playing Doctor Bus. When does that come back? On you know? Winning Time. I know they're shooting it now. There's oh, so it's a ways away. Yeah, he was great on Winning Time. It. I saw yeah. him one time at a restaurant in Pasadena. This was I don't know years back. And I, I didn't know what to do. I didn't do anything. But do you, like, you want to go up to him. You want to say, hey, man, really love your movies. And listen. But kind of the vibe has a lot you to mean, do. You mean you didn't do what I did when I once physically bumped into Steven Spielberg outside of, <laughs> of Dive Restaurant in Century City? The greatest film director of all time. I'm turning, I was waiting for Lisa. I turned a corner and I bumped. I go, I'm so sorry. I go, Steven Spielberg, wow. Love your restaurant. <laughs> and the, rest, the restaurant was terrible. He goes, thanks. Yeah, not E.T. If that was an audition, that was the most John, blown audition of all time. Your best work love is still your in restaurant. front of you. If that yes. were an audition, yes, right? exactly. Do you know how many times I've used that since you told I love that. That's a Shout out to my it, friend Danny Farag, who is a movie producer. Danny is the one who came up with that. It's terrific. If, if somebody auditions and they blow it, he, and, and the agent calls and goes, hey, how did Alan Sliwa do in that edition? <laughs> Can I be honest? Yeah, yeah, of course. His best work is in front of me. That's a great way. It's to, that's such a, a great, perfect delivery. I've used it with my kids. I've used it for <clears throat> meals. I've used it. Your best, <laughs> my best meal is still in front of me. It's it, such a backhanded. It's, per, it's it's ruthless. Yeah. Like when you really stop and think about it, it is just yeah. cutting someone's throat. Yeah. It is absolutely and, and, brutal. And and insulting them without like openly insulting. Yeah, at first them. you're like, oh okay, and then you kind of take a step back, and it's a it's a totally different. And thing. also, I I forgot that I I was right. Why did I doubt myself? He was nominated for Best Supporting Actor in Chicago. Yeah, I got to go with Ireland. I think that it's Reed Rothschild, a close second with Step Brothers. But he's... I, well, okay. Ma- Mason's going to agree with me, I think. But Talladega Nights is a very close oh, yeah, he's second. Great. It's, he's great. Great. it's great. So John C. Riley greatest movie. I said Boogie Nights 1, Talladega Nights 2. Do you agree? I will agree. Step will Brothers agree. has to be. Has I know to people be. love Step Brothers, but Talladega Nights is such Talladega a Nights classic. is great. It's Boogie Nights. Okay, so here's the thing. I'm gonna come at you like a Spider Man. <laughs> they have. He's been nominated in Chicago for yes. an Oscar. My okay. smoking hot wife <laughs> so, and my two kids, Walker <laughs> and Texas Ranger. He obviously has comedic chops. He obviously has dramatic chops. By the way, right? t- just as an aside, I saw him do. There's a a play called True West when I was living in New York. Philip Seymour Hoffman and wow. John C. Riley, and they were two brothers, and they switched roles every night. So one would play one role, then the other, That's and they would bananas. switch every night. That's how great an actor he is. So here's my question about Boogie Nights and Reed Rothschild. Mm-hmm. Is that a dramatic role or a comedic role? Yes. Both. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because he's playing it straight, but it might be the funniest performance he's ever delivered. 
Yeah, and he's not trying to be funny like you are in Step Brothers and Talladega. No, you end up by the end of that movie, you end up rooting for all those characters because they're just so damaged. And uh, but and and it's funny. And Roller Girl, when he's the magician, you're like, he finally found his place in life. Yeah, I, yeah. I listened to the director's cut back. You remember when DVDs came out and there Paul were all Thomas these Anderson, yeah. sure. And and basically they said uh, Luis Guzman, who's in that movie. Was stoned the entire time. Good for him. <laughs> like it. He did, movie, culture, Jack. he did the culture yeah. podcast. I believe he was stoned. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. You had Luis Guzman. Luis Guzman. Yeah. I watched a movie with him in it last night. So you know Netflix. Let, let's do this. Let's do yeah. a little super cross talk. Yeah, we're woo, very woo, big woo, fans. Woo, 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 so you mentioned that Luis Guzman was on the Culture Pop yes. podcast. Netflix, because they're evil geniuses, they've got the thing figured out. They kind of know what you like. Yep. And then they just start playing something. You open the app and something just starts playing at the yes, top. Yes, yes. Traffic started playing at the top oh, yesterday. Yeah. Oh, Hooked such you. a good movie. There goes two and a half hours. Well, just, yeah. this is what I was talking about the other day, that uh, <laughs> you, you, you guys were making fun of Joe Mazzula because he watches the town four times a week. A week, John. That's the key part. But if I'm surfing, like, I'll, I'll give you an example. I have seen the movie... Almost famous, at least fifty times, and every time it comes on from beginning okay. to end, fifty times at least. Okay, if I see it on the grid, I'm in, and I know exactly what's going to happen. Sure, I, I think it's one of the twenty favorite movies of my life. I, I'm a big Cameron Crowe guy, so I I think it's a little weird that Joe Mazzula like sits I, I, down and watches the town from beginning like pulls to end it, four times a week. So I assume he either pulls it up on a stream or he has not a DVD. tape on the heat. Yeah, yeah, not tape on the heat. Exactly. <laughs> but if I'm, I, I have DirecTV, so if I'm going Me through too. the grid and there's probably you would not watch it four days in a row. You no. wouldn't. You wouldn't. almost famous. Yeah, I might. I really you don't might. Think you I would. might. Do you do? Is I a lot of it? Is a lot movie. of it when you're traveling too? Yeah, always. Yeah. Well, and part of it. This is where it was born. Because you just did this, you were just uh, at an Airbnb when we were in Denver. Whatever the whatever the the offer is in the hotel room, you know, because I'm in a hotel room 100 nights right, a year. Right, there's Mario Lopez. You he's don't have you yeah, something or other. You don't have. He's in all. He's all in every your, hotel. All your normal channels. So there's a certain amount of movies that just kind of rotate on TBS and TNT and and uh, they know Comedy the Central. hits. They know the hits. Yeah. You know yeah. what movie I've seen a bunch? There's first of all, Casino is the movie I've probably seen more than any other movie. I see Mean Girls a lot. Love yeah, it. Which is a, a great it's movie, but it's on E Entertainment like back to back to back. Okay. We may Gretchen, <laughs> stop trying <laughs> to, to make fetch happen. happen. Yeah. <laughs> we may have stumbled into the movie I would watch four times a week, which is Mean Girls. Oh, so, so good. Funny. It's it's funny. It's start tonight. Every, everything about it is I love those terrific. bars that make her really The fat. sweetest weight gain, yeah. the wrestling bars. <laughs> so good. So and my good. coach makes us eat these when he's trying <laughs> well, to make us make Remember oh, Emily, you remember this. Remember when when Katy Perry and Taylor Swift were feuding, and Katy Perry said about Taylor Swift, "Beware of Regina George in wolf's clothing," <laughs> and everybody knew exactly yep. what she was talking about. You know, which is which is weird. it is a classic. Did they, by the way, M? Did they make? Uh, they had to make up. They're both nice. Yeah, I mean, they right? they've made up since. Uh, yeah. Obviously, Katie isn't nearly as much in the ether anymore. What was it? It was culture. Katie she stole a couple of Taylor's backup dancers, right? Yeah, other way around. I think Taylor took some of yes. Katie's. Oh, yeah, I, I knew. I knew it had something to do with backup dancers. And then there was there's both bad blood written about it, and there's a couple other songs. But yeah, it's which squashed the, since. I, I, Emily, I know which side of the beef that you were on. What about you, Mace. I'm uh, 
pro T Swift. Yeah, you're part of the T Swizzle army. Yeah, T Swizzle. Can, can I say something? And maybe this, maybe I'm I'm wrong about this. I don't know, but I'm un, I've always been like super attracted to Katy Perry, and sure. my sense is that other men are not like uh, me. Am oh, I wrong? No, she's you're beautiful. Wrong. Okay. She's very pretty. You're wrong. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's very, very pretty. I love her. Yeah, yes. no, she's I just beautiful. love her attitude, yes. like her music, think she gets it. Quasi-local, uh, by the way, Santa Barbara. By, yeah. by the way, uh, her name, her real name is Kate Hudson. Is it oh, really? Oh, that is, is so weird. Is Catherine Hudson. Yeah, yeah that, that is those, so you, weird. No two people yeah. in Hollywood can have the you same are, name. Yeah, you, know? you can't register as whatever. Right. Like, is there a Travis Rogers? No, if you I, go to IMDb, have you searched? I am that one. Like, because we're SAG after people. So do you are. Do you have a page? I I don't have a IMDb page. No, but when you fill out your SAG paperwork, yeah. Yeah. you have to put in your legal name, right, and then your stage name right yeah and if you're if you're the stage name you want is taken they kick it and they say pick a different one right yeah right. so the way i got around that was i just said i'm john ireland jr which is true my dad's name was john but there was a, a good actor named john ireland a canadian guy in the 50s he has a star in the walk of fame no kidding that i tell people is mine you should put yes. a little laker yeah. logo over like a sticker over no, no, people think it's me <laughs> yeah people send me pictures of it and go oh, wow good for you can't believe it. thank yeah. you so much thank yeah, you so and I, much i was yeah, right i go mason hates this he's jealous <laughs> I, can't I, I never say it's it. not me <laughs> yeah yeah. Can't stand it. You should start a campaign to get one. Oh, you know, don't you just have where to have pay you, it? Where have you been? No, it's I know, a, I know but like twenty year it, it campaign. It feels like it comes and goes. Okay, so here's yeah. here's the thing. Don't you so, just buy it? We were talking to one yes. of the one yeah. of the new people uh, yesterday, uh, um, Amanda Gifford, and Amanda, uh, we were pointing out it's twenty years next year. Now, would the uh, for me and John at ESPN and thirty one years, I think together, would it not be the appropriate time? to get a star and yes. have the company pay for it. 20 <laughs> yeah, I saying, years. I don't think it's the... 20 years. It's an incredible accomplishment and Sam. worthy worthy of celebration. You need to cut the check. <laughs> <laughs> Mason, yeah. was that, was that one like, of those... I, I don't know if this is still the price, but I know I know a couple of people who have cut the check, as you say, Yeah, and it was 25 grand. Is no it still way. 25 oh, grand? It's got to, I'm sure it's gone up. Yeah. If it I'm were sure 25, would you consider it well you know here's the weird thing he, oh, so, he absolutely I, would I, consider I would it. definitely consider it i would if probably ESPN paid for even it. if i had to take Trap. a second mortgage not one dime yeah no i would not pay one dime you already have one yeah you i know mace you should have done that yesterday with amanda gifford you're, you're talking about yeah. right you should have it's almost like a timeshare yeah where she walks in hey can i get you a cup of coffee can i no are you under the impression like that mason hasn't asked every boss we've ever had to help him get a star on the hollywood Please take a seat right here. Can really I get you something from the vending machine? Three okay, thing now, in your I life. would always poo-poo this story, but this is the honest to God truth. When my I was talking to my grandfather while he was still alive, God bless uh, Eugene Santa Cruz, Sixth uh, Avenue, Altoona, Pennsylvania. Uh, he asked me one time, uh, "Do you have one of those stars on the <laughs> in in so Hollywood?" And I so said, good. "No." No, Grandpap, I don't. He said, "Well, when you get one, I'll be there." But that, and I thought, by the way, that's hmm. the story you tell. If you ever get one, you know, there's a presentation oh, yeah, and yeah. blah, blah, blah. So exactly. that's, that's the story. And everybody will go, oh, yeah, that's the idea. Who was the guy that was the unofficial mayor of Hollywood for years? Johnny, Johnny Grant. Johnny, Johnny Grant. Grant. Yes. That's what it is. He can't still be alive. I don't think no. so. And if he is, he's extremely old. So, but is there a person that's in charge of this that we can? Oh, not- yeah. No, you can go to the website and apply. <laughs> but you just have to pay. So literally, Al and I could, instead of Abbott you and Costello, have have, we could have Travis. You have Sleet. to have 
some form of notoriety, yes. which you guys you both guys do. do. You, guys you absolutely. Do. If you guys cut the check, well, you'd be in. Right. I would be so. Twelve and a half work, grand. He's the money guy. Work, yeah. He's the money guy. We used to work with a really nice man. He's no longer with us. Named Dan Avey, and he oh, was yeah, the Dan's color man. Guy. With Bob Miller on the Kings broadcast. Okay. Bob and Dan did TV and radio for the Kings. And when we were in the old uh, ESPN building on La Cienega, Dan, was he at KBC, Mace? Yes, Is that KBC. why we saw him every yep. day? 790 KBC. And Dan got a star on the Walk of Fame. And um, and he, he really enjoyed it. I mean, I, I don't know if he paid for it or if somebody else paid mm. for it. Um, there are people that are less famous than any of us that yeah. have stars on the I think I'll put it on layaway. Do they still have layaway? Where you pay <laughs> a little bit, in, then pay a little like they bit put more. in the points first. <laughs> exactly. And then the last like thing I talk do. about it, barbecues galore, <laughs> uh, extended financing <laughs> if you want to buy a Weber. Is that layaway? Does yeah. layaway still exist? Sure. <laughs> sure. There might be like a... I think they call it extended financing the, now. The yeah. last thing they do is they put your name on it. <laughs> yeah. They've got everything. they got the little radio icon. Well, yes. <laughs> you know, Trav, that's the new thing at golf courses because golf got took off during the pandemic and and to join any private golf oh, course now is a it. fortune so what they do is they let you pay it over time so let's say it costs a hundred grand to join and you they say well we'll give you five years give us 20 grand a year so just Tell the Hollywood uh, <laughs> yeah, Chamber of Commerce, Hollywood. give me five years. I'll give you five grand a year. Zero and down. Can I just say, have you been to Hollywood Boulevard lately? I went last summer for the first time in 30 years. Have I went last summer. Yeah, I went to see the uh, show at the Fonda a couple weeks ago. It is a grungy, yeah, I know. grimy, it's, dump Hollywood It's kind of turned into what Times Square yes. used to be used before to. they cleaned it up. Yeah. It's really kind of awful souvenir stores. Yep. yep. And it's got the worst like knockoff Spider-Man and Mickey Mouse yep. impersonators yes, you're ever going to see in your life. And it's honestly kind of a drag. But here's like, a, You it, walk out of there a little bit. Everyone depressed. wants so, to go there when they come to L.A. Correct. And then that's it. Like what, you, then you don't have to go again. It's like, all right, I'm when never I doing moved that again. to LA, that was the first place I mm. went. I yeah. wanted to go there, and I wanted to see a movie at the Chinese uh, Man Chinese Theater, and I did. And you know, what movie it was classic Star Wars: Planes, Trains, and all. Oh, movies. okay. So, so right, you know good. what the weird thing is? So my Lisa's family is all from Idaho, and whenever they come out here, the only thing they want to do is go to one of Lisa Vanderpump's restaurants. Oh. I'm not kidding. <laughs> In Beverly Hills? Yeah, like so we can take them to Pump, which is closing. I may have closed already. Sir, Tom Tom, like it, that's all they care about. We did, we did it all last time they were here. So what the thing we did, we did last summer, my family, we did kind of like a tourist vacation. Stayed here, right? You stayed here. Yeah. Stayed cool. here at the JW. We went on a Dodger hike at the game. Griffith Observatory, went to a Dodger game, went to Central Market downtown oh, for a that's meal. Cool. And we went to LACMA. Like we did the whole super touristy thing. Right. And the the highlight. Old school. I believe it's the oldest restaurant in Los Angeles. Musso and Frank. Musso and Frank. Ah, oh, mm. Musso and Frank. Did it is survive awesome. the pandemic? It did. Yes, it okay. did. It, it, it did. It's still, and it's really hard to get in. It's, there's a line around the block, yeah. so they have reservations, but you can line up to get like the first seating of the after. It's like four thirty. Yeah. There's nothing but people from Kansas and the Rogers family in yeah. line to get into that. But thing. Uh, that was one of uh, <laughs> when I was working with Tom Snyder. That was one of his favorite restaurants, and yeah. he said, uh, "Tell you something, kid. The, the best, uh, the best steak tartare in town." Yes, mm -hmm. yeah, classic, classic along the way. All right, day after the day after. Yeah, right. Do we? It's, are we kind of where we were yesterday as far as just kind of trying to figure out what's happening next? Because I thought a day later, I didn't read one thing, didn't hear one person give consideration to LeBron actually not playing. Right. That, that yes. the idea was 
Why Why did he say what he did? Could it be he takes a year off? Could it be that he's I don't leveraging? think it's zero percent. You don't think it's zero percent? You no, think I, there's a... I, I think it's a very strong possibility that he plays again next year for the Lakers. But think about this, guys. LeBron is a, is a ridiculously successful businessman. Yep. Mm-hmm. I read one story that said if he retires, he's leaving $100 million on the table. The guy's a billionaire. $100 million to him is not a big deal. And he's going to continue to make money after he's done playing. He may buy a team. He's already the said Vegas team he is wants on his Yeah, the Vegas, Vegas team is yeah. the thing he wants, yeah. So he doesn't need to play in order for him to— He's still so good, though. Right. So what I think, too, is he's— he knows he's so smart basketball wise that he knows he can't replace that level of competition in his life. That's what every great player tells you that you just can't replace never have a it. high like that again. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so I I think he probably plays, but if if he's tired or if he just didn't want to play, so it's it's injured. It, it is an option, mm-hmm. and he is injured, right? He has a foot yeah. injury that needs to get fixed, and who knows how much time that takes. But let's take. Plays next season for the Lakers off the table. Okay. 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 That that what is the we're most, assuming that's happening. That 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 is the overwhelming favorite, most okay. likely thing happening. Okay. What's next on the list? Would that not play, sit out a year, play on a different team? Like what what is the next most I likely thing? I think all option? the all those things are in play. Um he he could, I heard one person suggest. I don't know if Bronny is good enough to be a one and done college player or if he's got to stay more than one year at USC. But LeBron, if he was hurt or if he had surgery on that tendon, I could see him at least considering following Bronny around for a year mm-hmm. and letting that foot heal, and then his options become available. He has a player option to get out at the end of next season, and then he can go wherever he wants. So I think that these things are all possible. My prediction is that he plays and he plays for the Lakers next year. What about you, Mace? What's the most likely thing that's not plays for the Lakers next year? I think that's not is that he takes the year off, um, that he waits for Bronny, uh, that he comes back and plays and does sort of a farewell tour uh, two years from now. Kind of like what Kobe did. Like yeah. Kobe did. Yeah. Um, and and that's it. And he's playing with his kid and he's going on so his farewell tour other and all that team stuff. is last on your guys' list? Plays on a different team next year? That is my last. Yeah. yeah not, last. not impossible, but very unlikely. What about you? He Alex? would have to ask for I, it. I think just too good not to play. I think too good to take a year off. Let's put it that way. I, I Ultimately. So he, you're on other team then? If the if, if he's not the playing Lakers for the Los off. Angeles yeah. Lakers, I, his final game he went 40-10-9 and, yeah. and <laughs> played 48 minutes. And I know the Lakers couldn't extend the series, but he's just – Still so good, still can offer so much. That's the and, and I, I get the you're right, John. He's got more money than he knows what to do with. But a hundred mil is a hundred mil. Uh, by the way, I a hundred mil is a hundred mil. A hundred million is a hundred million. <laughs> Look how casually we that say is, that. I mean, it is a hundred. <laughs> and he million. has. If you're Jeff Bezos, it doesn't mean anything, right? But Jeff Bezos is worth twenty times what LeBron is, right? But LeBron's a billionaire. He, he is, right. like, but you could also and LeBron, if is, he really wants to buy a team, a hundred million, it's meaningful. Yeah, and and so is his philanthropy. He yeah. is a philanthropist, and a hundred million to throw at something you care about is not sure. nothing. Even if you are a billionaire, I got a hundred more million to go build 
How many more schools or how right. finance, if he how was averaging if he was averaging twelve four and four I would I would kind of consider okay sure. maybe he's done he's still so freaking good yeah he is Reed Rothschild is the right answer to the uh, question to about the John, John C. Riley question now what about what about as Doctor Buss in Winning Time that's got to oh. be up there it's good but it's not on very, those, but the, it's underrated did you very see underrated. the promos coming out do you it's know coming when it's back. coming when? I, I don't I saw a promo on HBO it came on before Succession good. I think good. but it is coming back Zastro was he in the promo I did not see Zastro. But Boo. that doesn't mean he's not there. Boo. More doesn't disaster. mean he's not there. <laughs> Super Crosstalks powered by In-N-Out Burger. That's what a hamburger's all about. We'll see you tomorrow.